going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is a DJ, a singer, a songwriter, a producer. Listen, this man has been doing stuff from the 90s right up to, until right now. You know we have in the building today? We have Imperial Alley Cat in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Blessed. My life never easy. Could I write books? Amount of things where you could I make your show. Yeah, man. Just uh, thank you for joining us here on the Entertainment Report podcast today. Yeah, man. Glad to be here, you know? You know what I mean? On this podcast, we like to go right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2022. So my first question for you is this. Where did you grow up in Jamaica and what type of child were you? Well, I grew up in the Kingston 14 area of Kingston, you know, you know, with, um, between um, Denham Town and Tivoli Gardens, you know, yeah, yeah, run up and down, down at the Coronation Market, you see me, I said down, in that, down at the sea, down at the port, and, you know, just a joy, just a joyous um, living as, as a youth, you know, because as, as kids growing up, we never normally stay inside, outside most of the days you know yeah man so we're just always out of play and you don't know was a was a was a humble youth coming up you see me i said never had two in a whole heap of fights and them thing that growing up you know yeah man so i was a humble humble person got you what was singer what was kingston 13 the neighbor kingston 14 the neighborhood like at this time here when you're growing up in the neighborhood well the, the neighborhood was rough yeah man Lot of separation, you see me I say, but this, um me the deter me was a very determined youth where did have a aim from a, a very young age, like from age 13, mm. you know. But there was a lot of negative energy within the community when I was growing up. That was the situation, you see me? But but I didn't just tell myself some half a stay focus, you know, cause you know, you know, yeah. But it was but it was really rough though. That was the vibe of the neighborhood. From there. And do you have any brothers or sisters? Yes, man. Four sisters, man, and three brothers, man. Your oldest, youngest in between, where do you fall? Youngest. Youngest? Yes, man. All right. So what was it like growing up in a household where you're now the youngest out of all of these brothers and sisters? What was that like growing up from your experience? Well. I just have to just look up to my brothers and sisters, them, you know. That was like inspiration to me. Mm -hmm. You see me, I say, because I grew up seeing my brother, a very, very bright student within the, 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 the Kingston College, and I always see him at, at him schoolwork, at him book, you know, and him, and him love music too. So that was one of the things where it inspired me to be a musician. But the inspiration I get from my brothers and sisters was them always outgoing in terms of education, then bookwork, and trying to do something positive. Mm -hmm. So me emulate after that with the same mentality, you know? That's good there. So then now you have, you're the youngest out of your household and everything. So then now when you were growing up, what did you think you were going to get into? Do you think you were going to get into music? You're going to get into a lawyer. What did you think you were going to get into when you were young coming up? Yo, honestly, me, I think me, I go become like some bank accountant. 
Yeah. Because it's kind of like good at mathematics and, 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 and when they decide for me, like, like do, 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 um, the business subjects when I go to high school. Mm -hmm. so, my, so my aim was to always become like something in the banking sector. If I did go through school to the fullest and, and never become an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when did you start to notice music? What was the first musical thing you remember seeing around whether artists or sound, somebody playing something? What was the first thing you remember musically? Well, the first thing I remember musically was my father. Back in back uh, when I was a little, little kid with a, um, a, one of them, you know, them 1970s um, boom um, record player there. Mm -hmm. And it come in at this big box and it have the record within it. Yeah, me used to see him play that and he used to always play record. You see me I say? Mm -hmm. used to have a lot of record, a lot of record collection. Up to today, I still have some of them, but them are vintage right now. Some records, some 45 records from back in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah, but that was the first time of me hearing music. Mm -hmm. What type of music was he playing? Yeah, with them 1970s scared them, man. Uh, R and B, some R, some some American R and B from from you know in a, uh, Elvis Presley them time, mm -hmm. and the in the seventies man, yeah. Those type of music there. So then you said you wanted to be accountant. So then now you're in school. Did you actually pursue accounting in school, or you the music took hold of you in school? What happened there? Yeah, I was I was um still doing this the subjects them to go towards it but and at the same time when we leave school we used to try me used to head to the studio some 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 leave school head to the studio after school over anytime after two three o'clock go to the studio from three to about ten o'clock and then and then try reach back home you see me I say so while I was trying to be an accountant no the music end up get recognized when I went to Penthouse and I get to record my first song. Okay, yeah. before before we even get to Penthouse, back up a bit here. Yeah. In school now, do you join like a band, the choir? What were you doing in school? Were you doing anything musically in school? Well, the most my dad in a school, you know, was every 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 lunchtime would I like be be the youth them would have know some of artists and the art and the, and the, some of my schoolmates them just beat beat some drums and my always a DJ and I mash up the place. Mm -hmm. You see me I say? And different from that, when I home time and the see through them within my area. We always go represent and mash them up and you know anywhere we know the stage show they're in and across Kingston. We try to find them and go represent. Who did you see that as an artist that you said this is what I want to be? I wanna I wanna DJ, I wanna sing like this person here. Who was an artist that you see? Oh, I wanna tell you, you know, you see, whilst growing up, you used to have this um This land, but that behind where I grew up. Mm -hmm. So them always have a couple artists that come and a DJ, but Supercat was the artist that really did catch the attention to oh, you know, mm -hmm. all my deal with it. You see me, I said, so 
That's so now me end up emulate and say and say and say Ali Cat. What was it about Supercat in particular? Yo, at the time I just oh the in pitching voice and the type of lyrical content them when did I spit at the time? You see me I said. Mm-hmm. Especially like the vineyard style. The vineyard style was one of the style when I said, Buckler, I love this. As a little youth, because them used to come and them used to DJ live where the selector used to split mm-hmm. the record and then play. But the people them used to keep them party, there was some top-notch people within, you know? And they used to get them top-notch artists there, Shaba and Ninja them come through. Mm-hmm. And I saw now. I say yes. I like how the brother has sound, you know. I'm always remember how we mash up the place. You see me and I saw now we take on the name, you know? Ali Cat, because you seen what Supercat and those guys were really doing at that time there. Yeah, man, definitely, man. Definitely. Because I think you went to Casey, right? Yeah, man, Kingston College, man. Yeah, man. So then that's a prominent school. So then clearly that will be something where you're deeper suing your accountant and those type of stuff there. Because I don't think dance hall music is something prominent in Casey at that time there. No, no. Because, you know, Kingston College, most of the youth that may have come out of school are some top-notch people, kids, isn't it? So, so everybody are focused on the highest education them can get and so them can so them can go be, go on to college and things. So DJ thing wasn't a thing them is a bit and me really push them thing up on the forefront in terms of getting some of the youths them where my hang out with for you know be a part of the situation. Yeah man. From there. And do you enter any competitions or anything at this time here very early in your career before you got into the business? Well, well, no, there wasn't a lot of uh, 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 competition when I enter. You see me, I say? Mm-hmm. was a couple, couple stage shows and things coming up, but never, I never entered a competition. So I guess like stage shows from in the area and stuff like that? Yeah, just stage shows in the area. And if you say a stage show, then in other area, we just go, go, go represent. And any, any, anywhere... And it showed it at the time. We try to find it and try to mash it up so the people can't talk about it the next day, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So then even, were you like the only artist in the area trying to come up at that time? There, Who else were you hanging out in the area at that time as an artist? All right. So at that time, they used to have, um, used to have artists them like um, Frisco Kid. Frisco Kid used to live in the area at that time. They have, a, you have Runny Tweets. Mm. Used to be in the area too. But really and truly, the area never really carried a lot of artists when me grew up. You know? There wasn't a lot of artists coming out of the area within them time. But I can definitely remember those two prominent artists and some other artists would never really have any name, but them just loved the DJ business, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's more you, Frisco, and Ronnie Tweet. So then two DJs, one singer in the area really coming up at this time, yeah? Yeah, within the time when me and my thing, but you have other big artists who come from the area, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you have, like, Marcia Griffiths, Gregory Isaacs. Um, I think Frankie Paul come from somewhere in the area to the eastern part, at the, at the edge of the, at the, at the town. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, a, a few great artists come from come from the, the, the Kingston 14 area, man. Right there, you're doing this stuff. So then earlier you mentioned that you got into a studio. What was the first studio you went to? Even if you didn't get to record, the first studio that you actually got to put your foot inside of. Well, the first studio, I think one of the first studio was 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 when I was Penthouse, Penthouse Studio, and that was before me even get the chance for start the real studio. It was from a it was from a, a young producer in a, the area where me I grew up where decides say him I go try some producing and him did book some time. Mm-hmm. We did the Penthouse Studio. And I saw me get forgot, but it, but it wasn't Pentos top studio, and them they have like a second studio, a smaller studio, mm-hmm. where them like use for do these little one-off things. So that was one of the first studio where I really find myself within to see how the setting stay and know studio business running, you know? Mm-hmm. And did you get to record with that producer at all? Yeah, man. We record the same night, man, because the song is a song where we did already a push. Mm-hmm. Within the area to the producer, make him hear. You know, we used to, we used to go on DJ live. Because I'm going to say, yo, we have a rhythm and we have a record, you know, if it sound good. So, you know, we just go listen to the rhythm and we just come up with my thing and we did that, you know? Yeah, man. What was the name of the song there? Yo, you know, I can't remember the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. Okay. But, Do you remember the year that you went to go record that song? Um, Yo, what I say about about 92, 92, 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm there. And you say you were DJing live on songs. What type of songs were you DJing? Was there local songs or was bigger songs that came into the area at that time there? Yo, like Swatch International, man. From Swatch those Inter- times? Yeah, coming up. Yeah, Swatch International. Mm-hmm. You know, because there, the, there was the top song within... The community and it have it have two other songs within the community that I don't quite remember the name, mm-hmm. but we would always DJ and those songs. You know, mm-hmm. at that at different different parties whenever the chance make itself available. From there, and you said you recorded the song. Did the song come out? Did the producer put out the song? Yeah, man, put what out happened? the song, man. What happened with the song? Was it local? Did it play? Did it really play? What happened when the song came out? It, yeah, I think if they try and make some links to the to the to the radio, mm-hmm. but I don't think the song they did really like break out like that. You know, cause you know I'm never well connected within the music industry. This is an up and coming producer, mm-hmm. you know, and you know them time that probably the DJ them on the radio. If you don't really deal with certain things a certain way, so. It never, it, 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 it was a great experience, but it never, it never happened. The song never bust. What was it like hearing yourself back the first time you actually recorded something, hearing yourself back on a record or wherever you played this? What was that feeling like? Yeah, it was overwhelming. It was a good feeling, man. Mm-hmm. Feel real good. You know, but the, the real, the first time I really hear myself on the radio was when I, when I did my, when I get my first I never catch no real feeling in the past, like when I hear myself, but it's, but, but it's when I did my first hit song. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. 
We're going to keep that in mind before we even get there now. Recorded the song in 92, didn't really go anywhere. So what was your next? So you were still in school at this time here when, when you recorded that song? Yeah, man. Still I got school and everything, man. Mm -hmm. So what was your next move? Were you still pursuing accounting while you're pursuing artists? What was your next move, even if it was a next move musically? What was your next thing there? Yeah, we're just still out there uh, uh, on the same way. Because my mama tell you, you know, within them time there, we still look for a studio because the plan was, you know, because I did already plan for become an artist, you know, DJ, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, so I kind of slow down a little bit from the pursuant of becoming a, 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 a accountant. Mm -hmm. so, so, so every time now when me left school, I mean, read, by the time he reached home, he change off and boom, jump on a bus and I look for the available studio for see if I can record. Because I did have a plan, you know, where I tell myself, say, if I start look for the studio then from now, at age 14, 15, by the time I reach 17, 18, I'm supposed to make enough links where I can get myself in the door by the time I'm out high school. Mm -hmm. So that is how no, I, was, I was always trying to find a studio and make it a point of duty to, to find a studio while I was going through school at the same time. What was what are some of the earlier studios that you tried to get into at this time? Yo, the studio, them, really and truly, I never used to know a lot of studios. You know? mm -hmm. I used to always be up, go by Grove Road. They had like a little talent agency up there and, and that is where I used to go and 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 you used to have a a, 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 a brother that run it run it mm. named um, Sassafras. Mm. R.I.P. Sassafras he just died a couple um couple months ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's and I saw now we used to get and some of the shows then but not never really major in terms of uh, um, getting exposure. Mm -hmm. It was more like a like a spot you got open for something to happen. You know? Who were some of the artists you seen over at Sassafras when you got there? Yo, I don't even remember some of the artists them, you know. Yeah, but no say honestly, I don't I don't I don't quite remember the artists them. So you don't really remember seeing like a bunch of big artists or anything hanging out over there at that time there? Yeah, man, you see a couple artists that come through, man, like, yo. You used to have artists like, um, I think, I think Buju come through there at one point. Mm. You see what I say? Yeah, but, but I think, um, you, you remember the artist named Snagapos? Of course we know Snaga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Him shoot a video in the complex, but I clearly remember, me remember that. Mm -hmm. I used to have artists like uh, Squidly Ranks and them artists there, you know, mm -hmm. in them time there, yeah. Because those times, it was a lot of the artists from the 80s coming over to the 90s that was hanging out, and then the newer crap started to come around like yourself at that point there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big deal. All right, you're hanging out there. So did you actually get on any shows or was still you're still hunting studios at this time here yeah what well, well, was up at, by the Sasa, sassafras you know, we get couple shows in and around kingston mm -hmm. you see me i said like some little opening acts and you know but that was about it you see me i said <laughs> yeah man moving from there so then what 
So you didn't get in. So then when was the first time you actually got into the studio? Because remember, your brethren told you you recorded inside a penthouse, but you said it was like a smaller part. So what other studios? Did you get into any other studios now after this? Um, yeah. We get in on a, a Jack Scarpia studio. Mm -hmm. You see me, I say? Mm -hmm. On a Jack Scarpia studio. Um, but it's, a, it's actually... It's a bridging, it's a bridging where they live in the area where we used to go to high school with. I say, yo, me live close to the studio, you know. Yo, me can make you go in there and make and make them try to give you an audition or something. And I saw me end up around a Jack Scarlet, I come ask them to find out when was the audition. Mm -hmm. And I saw no me go around there and you know, that but that was the only other studio I really get into, different from you know, you have dub plate studio and them other studio there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. How was that experience the first time now going into Black Scorpio? Because remember, this is a big studio at this time now. You're just trying to get in. What was that experience like now? And did you see Jack Scorpio when you went in there at that time there? Yeah, man. Me, you know, we eventually see Jack Scorpio, man. Mm -hmm. You see me? But, you know, as it's more time, we as young artists, some of the time when I get, when audition time, I go on, most of the big artists, them not come around them time there. It's just like the young artist and like the person who I run the audition. Mm -hmm. You see me? I said, so if I, if you catch an artist at the studio at the time, the studio might probably be empty and I just, the, the audition artist, them really dead, you know? Mm -hmm. And did you get through on the audition or what happened when you auditioned? Yeah, you don't know them say, yes, artist, you know, you sound good and you see me? I said, so. That was, most of them things that was just a like a like a like a, a key, a little access. Mm -hmm. When you when you go to the studio, you do an audition and you sound good, it, it kind of free you up from, from coming back without nobody telling you say you can't stay because them say you have a, some kind of potential. Mm -hmm. But that still no mean to say you're hundred percent ready for vice. Got you. So were you hanging out at um Black Scorpio for a while or that was just a one-off? Yeah, Black Scorpio was just a like a like a one-off thing. A one-off car because it was so far from where I live and I couldn't really afford for, for travel that distance and back at the time. Mm -hmm. But try for hang out at a closer studio where we did eventually get a link to. And what studio was that there? That was Pentos. Pentos. Okay, so then now, how did you get to Pentos? What was that link like? Oh, how we get to Pentos now was is the same journey. Me dey pan a try fi go up at the broadcast um 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 at a studio. Mm -hmm. See, and when now me dey at the bus, but my all is a past Pentos and knows that Pentos to the over there. So you know, from the time when we did go the, the first time with my bridging. Mm -hmm. So, the bus I passed Pentos Studio, I mean, say, yeah, I hear me. When I look over there, I see like the, the, the gate open. So, I look on the bus driver and say, yo, stop right us, so right now, right now. Not going to further, right. let me off. I mean, I say, yo, this is another opportunity where I can get for going to the studio because I kind of know so, where I really are go. Not mm -hmm. no much, not really go on there more than I just know, so, you know. So, I make the move there and luckily the gate did open. Like the security did kind of left him post. Mm -hmm. And I saw no, I just walk through the, 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 the gate and when I look, 
I see the light, I see, I see the, the upstairs studio open, so I decide to just go in at the studio. And you know, so when I reach in at the studio, a book up, it's like, it's like, it's a, it's, it's a blessings. come up, and I go book up an audition and I go on, in at the studio. One time. One time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 a two, and a two young artists are audition too. So, when me do, we just make it look like I'm me and them forward <laughs> to the studio together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we just, you know, just stand up beside like the, the, one of the artists, them, and, and when, when, when them don't do them thing, mm-hmm. we just say, my time now. Hmm. Yeah, man. Do you remember the lyrics that you you auditioned at that time there, Pentos? Yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to tell you, say, you remember the rhythm, the saddest day rhythm? Mm-hmm. Saddest, I had a rhythm that them, them play for me for the audition. Mm-hmm. You see me, I say, I'm, I'm, I remember the song fully, but I remember the melody. I said, I say, woman, you have me in a suspense after me now, we, after me, you weird so long. You know why give me the reverence? But clearly remember the lyrics and, and I want to tell you when at the time when we chat the lyrics, the engine the, the first two artists when we got in at the studio go see the, the engineer never a hundred percent feel them. Mm-hmm. But when we sing the song, the engineer say, Yo, you need to record this, put on a demo, copy. Which engineer was this? It was an engineer called um, Andre Tyrell, Rookie, Rookie. Got you. Okay, yeah, so then Rookie was the first one because we're going to remember this name, Rookie, because he's going to come down later on in the journey. So the first engineer you'd met was Rookie inside of Penthouse. Yeah, definitely. Rookie Productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rookie. So did you guys actually end up recording, recording the song, putting it down as a demo? Yeah, man, the CM night, man. Mm-hmm. I record the song, man. You see me, I say, and I'm saying, I got make the top producer hear this, which was um, Donovan Jeremy, and I him control the studio. Mm-hmm. You see me? So, he must say, yeah, him I got make. Because him, the engineer, loved the song. You know? So, I saw now, I record on the song now as a, as a, as a, as a demo track. And what, what I want to tell you, so that night was the, was the, was the, the night where I get the key for, for, for be able to come to the studio. Because hmm. before I left, I looked at him and I said to him, you have to go start out something for me, that's when I come back. And I said, yo, when you when you, when you fall back at the studio, man, hmm. just tell the security, say, a rookie you come to. And I'm going to let you through. Hmm. And I saw now I start, and this I start going out every single day. Pento. So did did he actually show the song or play the song for Donovan Germain at this time, or you just had to keep coming back around? No, man, him did play the song for Donovan Germain, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to record the song. Okay. But but I don't think the song did, they've never released the song. Mm-hmm. Because them times you don't know me, a young artist still, is a voice still, I build up 100% strong yet, so. And the caliber artists where they depend on them rhythm at the time. Them artists that did far advanced in terms of them must sing long, long time before, you know? Mm-hmm. 
bury some buju. You know? We in Wanda Salis, so Marcia Griffiths and Cutter Rankin and, and them artists there, you see me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Who, who else were the younger artists like yourself coming around Pentos at that time? Do you remember anybody else that was younger that really made it after the fact? Um, within them time there, mm -hmm. I think, I think, I think we used to say Baby Sham them come at the studio and, 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 um, and Silver Cat, Sean Paul, Sean Paul, me used to say come at the studio mm -hmm. a lot of times. You see me, I say, in a little blue, um, in a little blue, um, damn. Suzuki Swift. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I like an old blue Suzuki Swift, man. They used to, man used to come at the studio. But they used to come at the studio at some odd times, you know, some, some nighttime thing, uh, you know, in my building thing. And, you know, yeah. But to me, always at the studio day and night. Me, I see everything was going on. And I saw them I used to book up Sean Paul, them. When Sean Paul them are tried, no, I've no hit song, no nothing, me and them, they are studio regular. Yeah, man. And at this time, are you still in school at this time, or you had left school by now, by the time you got to Pentos? I want to listen to them time, I'm still, I got school, still in the boat, but, 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 but you know, the final, um, like, year, year and a, you know, for, for, for school, when, when all of them things that start happening. So it's like, at the end of the day, the plan, Work when we did plan from from age 13, 14, I come up. I said, if we start hitting the road from now, mm -hmm. by the time I'm out school, we're supposed to I make some kind of strong inroads within the music if we make some links. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it play right out to the same way all we did meds it. And you weren't hanging out with the next brethren artists, are you guys linking up or anything and say, okay, we're the ones on the road, taking on the road at this time here now, where it's more you as a solo trying to figure it out? Well, still, still a solo, I try to figure it out. You see me? Because still never have no hit song yet. Mm -hmm. So we just, it's still a go to the studio and just a try to associate with the, 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 the big artists that were there at the studio already. You know, and hoping we can build a relationship and you know, try for go try for try for get in from the studio session them. Mm -hmm. You know, cause that was my main focus to see how we can get from the studio session them. Cause them time they used to have various producers who used to come to the studio and work. Okay. You know, you have people who book the studio two times, three times for the week and then work round the clock consistently. And always I put out songs. You see me? He used to have studio like that shocking vibe. Used to have them session. Um, Pentos used to have them session time. Then you have um, DF Kelly. Them used to have them them for them own session. Mm -hmm. and everybody work at a different time within a, with like two or three times for the week mm -hmm. at a specific time. So you know, say so okay, Monday from six to seven and Tuesday from eight to ten. And them man, you go work, and them have a bad with him. And I saw now we used to lay away at the studio time then for everybody who used to go, you know, go do them thing. Over there. Who was the first artist to really embrace you and say, yo, welcome to Penthouse around here and try to kind of show you the ropes, what was going on over at Penthouse that time there as a bigger artist this time here? Okay, well, I, I want to tell you, say, we did our hang out, hang out and 
the artists them were signed to Penthouse now. Them have them sh big show come up, them concert, whatever. So them have a rehearsal room, a rehearsal section within the studio and but then they are, but then they want, then they are the evening and like the band a warm up. You see me? And I think we did see uh we and one that was a part of the Pentos family them time there. And I think mm -hmm. him, him did a, you know, get ready for careers and like my dad is the, the, the thing on me, I said, me an artist, you know. And the man said, all right, like how the band a warm up, sing to, you know. Go and warm up, go and warm up with the band. And I saw no, I'm going to say, boom, and take the mic. You see me, I say, and while the band, I, 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 I tune up them thing, me, I spit some mad lyrics. And the singer said, no, youth, you know, you're a bad artist. You see me, I say, and I saw no, the, the singer goes to boom and say, yeah, I will like embracement and, you know, no, say, every time I come to the studio, the, the, the singer always put in a word like, Give the youth a chance, you know? Yeah, man. So you don't have to big up you like Wayne Wanda and them you there, you know? For sure. Good. Hanging around doing your stuff here. So then now when do you actually say, where did they say, okay, come, let's record a song and put it out? What was the first song you recorded over there? Well, the, the first song we really get for record um was a song, was a song for, for, for Pentos record. You know? Mm-hmm. That was not the first song, but that was the first song that actually came out on a 45. And which one was that there? A song named, I think it was, I think the song the name It's Too Late. Mm -hmm. With me and um, and one of Pentos artists. Her name, her name is Twiggy. Okay, you and Twiggy had a song out together. Yeah, named mm -hmm. It's Too Late. And that song was recorded on the champion rhythm. The same rhythm of Buji Depp and I said, walk like a champion, talk like a champion. You know? Mm -hmm. So, we get, me, me. she did actually sing the song first. And my daddy and, and, two, and two Donovan German knows him as a Kingston College student and he's a, a KC brother too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I say, yo, you know, him look out in terms of them kind of levels there, I say, yo, I have that song here, I'm going to put a combination on it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you give me a chance, because you know the singer, from the time the singer did hear me, the singer say, yo, give you a chance. I'm going to know, I can put in a word, you know, and, and I saw no, I'm going to do that combination. And you said this one actually came out though? Yeah. How did yeah. it start to, how did it start to do at that time there? Yo, it, it, you don't know it come out, it gets some airplay, not a lot on the radio. Um, it was on 45 on the flip side of, 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 I think it was one of the bigger songs on the, on the, on the beat. Mm -hmm. You know, it came out as a 45 and it was a very encouraging thing, you know, because it, it gave me more confidence at that time to know, say, yes, you're growing, you know. Now you make it on a, on a, on a, on a record, on a, on a big label at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because even when did you, what year did you get to Penthouse initially? Um, officially, when we, when we go to the audition, was about, I think it was about 95, you know. Around 95 time. 
Okay, you're doing your stuff here. So then how did Shocking Vibes get into the mix of, because you're at Pentos, I know Shocking Vibes is coming to record, and then they were in the complex later, but how did you link with Shocking Vibes in this time here now? Oh, remember, I know, as I tell you, you know, we used to lay away at the studio session them. Mm -hmm. You see me, I say? So we know when Shocking Vibes work too. You see me, I say? So two weeks, so, so because I know we don't get no big song yet, you know. So every every access where we can get to any producer within them time they for vice, mm -hmm. we try to do it. So 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 at the same time too, shocking vibe them this did 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 that did that arise for them thing to as a as a as a production label, mm -hmm. and and them and them cause them time they you know producers are look for artists for put out music, sell forty five. So 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 we get to realize say. Once you lyrically good, them time there, a producer were always ready for record you. Mm -hmm. Because him a look for that song there where him can go, where him can go put in at the record shop. You know, because them time the record used to sell it no matter how stupid the music is. <laughs> the DJ them a come at the record shop on Friday when them get paid and I say, where are the latest song you have? You see me? I say, so, so right there and then, a producer now going to hesitate for Vice from him know from him hear your spit a lyric that it sound good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you have to audition for Patrick also or you just, how did that connection happen? I want to let, the youth them did kind of see the vibes, you know, from over the penthouse vibe, you know. Mm -hmm. And since the penthouse, them are sure with little love and things. So, yeah, you saw this youth and him, um, um, pa Paul Terrell, he was the, he was the, like the scouting engineer where Look for the artist, the man. If the artist them sound good and tell them, say, yo, come over, you know? Because them time they, at the same time they're too shocking by themselves and look for artists, help build them label. Mm -hmm. You know? So as soon as the youth say, yo, just come through on the program, man. And I go through on the program and and and, and them I think the, the them they play a couple of rhythm in my ear and my audition for them. But Patrick that wasn't there when my audition it was the the, the the Paltrell youth, mm -hmm. him, and I must say, yes, you sound, you sound good, man. They can always come on the session, them man, and all a vibe. From there, and then, what was the first song that you recorded? You remember the first song you recorded for Shocking Vibes? Yeah, it was a song on the on the Carderai rhythm. Be the man, be the man. It have a song on the rhythm. I said, I want you dance, we be the fine again. Mm -hmm. You know, Rose, yeah, and and. I end up vice a song for the rhythm where I say, A girl want war through your take with she man, with the body where you got, and the good ambition. But no matter the woman, you know, I'm talk a bag of things, but <laughs> we still never make it for the rhythm. Like get a hit song, cause being them and them song and them thing that don't overwhelm the thing in terms of promotion and how it lack the place. So, you know? So at this time here, was the Shocking Vibes crew formed already like the Beanie Man, the Tanto Metro, Snagapost, Silver Cat, Little Kirk, and all them? The, the crew was formed already at this time here when you just started to record for them? Uh, it's it, it's in farming. It's it's coming along. But I, but, but I, I know them have Beanie Man at the time mm. and Tanto Metro, no, and Little Kirk was there at the time. Mm -hmm. You see what I said? And I think while I was... Trying now to do the, the first couple of recordings, then now I think the Tantometry 
them came along and everybody else. From there. So how long, because I know you're with, did you sign officially to Pentos or you were just in the area with Pentos? It was a, 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 a Pentos at the time was like a verbal communicate link, you know? Mm. And, and, and at the time, because the singer, we had one that was a part of Pentos mm -hmm. and, and, and he was one of the first person who like say yes, you know? So I would consider myself dear in the beginning at the, at the, at the, at the early time, mm -hmm. you know, but, but while I was working with Shocking Vibes, Shocking Vibes that show me like, Every rhythm was shocking vibes I come out with. Then I say, yo, vice pan it, vice pan it. But so, that, so, so shocking vibes are gave me all of the recording opportunity. Mm -hmm. Which at the time, me so lyrically inclined. I say, yes. I asked me, I get, I asked me, 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 I get some good acceptance, vibration, you know. Is because it? I know you, you recorded a lot of music with. Shocking vibes. You recorded some with Pentos, but it seems like you recorded a lot with Shocking. Yeah, man. Cause remember, you know, I build them, I build a label, and yo, them, them, them I come out with a lot of rhythm, man. Mm -hmm. And as me I say, remember, as the same thing, me tell you, you know, them time the producer, I try sell records, so the more song them can have for put out, are the better for them. That time there. So how long did it take for you to actually find your breakout song now? Girl tour because this is another Pentos production on the Urkel rhythm. There, how long no, it was how no, it? Was the Pentos production? It was sorry, a, I mean, shocking vibes, yeah, 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 on the Urkel rhythm. There, yep, yes, yes, I, yeah, man. How long did it take you to actually find that song there now? Well, that song, I want to tell you, you know, one, one that they've come up with a rhythm. I'm gonna go and hear the rhythm and tell them that vibe. I say, oh my, I have some family over Portmore when we used to go. I say, oh, you know, some dream is for go over Portmore, go live. You see me? <laughs> some of my say, so time I hear the rhythm, I say, yo, back in the days I was a kid, but not anymore. I can't go up on a girl's store. You see me? I say, Mm -hmm. Broke out a yard and all asleep over Portmore. Me and Damsela ends out for sure. Is it me? And come up and come up with it with, 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 with the vibe. Mm -hmm. Is it me? I mean, I forgive thanks to to to, 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 to the singer, pan that pan 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 that too. Okay. Him helped me with a couple lines in the song. Is it me? I say. Yeah, and I saw now, I saw now, my record. The song now. One of my best record in this now. <laughs> you see me? Yeah, man, I'm here to tell you, this is everything start musically. And the crazy thing with it, you got to remember, there was the Beanie Man on it, the Lady Saw, the Mega Banton, and there was, there's a whole lot more, but the four big songs on the rhythm was you, yeah. Mega Banton, Beanie Man, and Lady Saw. And you're the, you're the new one out of everybody. You All right. Yeah, man, I had the latest craze at the time, man, because the rhythm of the artist rhythm in the dance. Mm -hmm. You see me, I say? And at that, no, right now, me, I tell you, say, things are normal when the song the drop. And that was 96, though? Yeah, 96, I go to 97. Okay, you are telling me earlier about how you felt when you heard this hit song now. 
So tell me, how did this feel when you heard this song and were, okay, this song is gone? And how did you even know that this one is out the door? Yo, cause every single day I turn on the radio, every radio station, mm-hmm. the, a DJ no come off and program unless the song, unless me hear the song. And I could have turned on fear, I could have turned on it's FM, Irie FM, you name it. Mm-hmm. You see me, I say? And everybody asks, yo, who would I knew up there? You see me, I said, so, so, so the feeling when we get them time to know was the real take off feeling. So that feeling that was like a joy where different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, come at me, I say, yeah, this is it now. My thing gone on another level, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I- when- this came out, did you start to do like a lot of more shows at this time here, especially locally, or did this song make you start to fly? Yeah, man, that's the song, yeah, man. Started me all over the all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many different places we start go. Where, after was that song, place, yeah. where was the first place you left Jamaica and went to go perform? Um, I think it was um here, man. Here man was the first place. How yeah. was that performance? Yo, the performance was good, man. But I want to tell you, you know, you see a lot of them showed it from them time there. Me just know said the show them did pack, me mashed them up. And and it was like just just crazy. Yeah. Cause there was so much at that time there. Yeah, man. Holy for show, man. You get it, gear. So, okay, so then now, as you said, you're kind of linking and it's a verbal agreement you have with Pentos. But Shocking Vibes now, it gave you the first big song. So did you basically become like a Shocking Vibes artist right away as soon as you got the song or that was over a period of time? Well, the thing was, when we started with all of the record in them, we did the Shocking Vibes and we ended up start talk with the, 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 the management now. Then I said, boy, DJ, you have to just look into the thing, you know, and know. I say, ooh, I gave the hit song them. Ooh, I gave all the recorded them. You see me, I say? So it was a consideration. We made it for make within the time, but them kind of show me a light towards, yo, who I gave a certain opportunity. Because at the same time, them I try for really look artists who really have underneath them camp. Mm-hmm. So them I show me in a way, say, yo, you know, we can make it work. Is it me? But at the same time, Pentos did have a lot of artists in a freedom roster already where problem wouldn't even get that great opportunity if we never did probably make the move and say, yo, we have to work with Shocking Vibes, you know? Because everybody was, at this time, the Shocking Vibes, were they, did they get their space in the complex yet or they were still recording out of Pentos? No, them are no, them always all right. Oh, it's set up down at the Pentos complex. Mm-hmm. Shocking vibes was did eventually have an office on one side of the complex. But them used to, I think them work out at the same studio. Because mm-hmm. as, as I said from earlier, many different producers used to work out at the same Pentos studio. Like Donovan Jeremy rent out the studio for the entire week to different different producers to you know mm-hmm. 
So I think Shocking Vibe used to work three times for the week. You know? Okay, they had the office there, but it was still the same penthouse studio that they're using to record, even though they had an office in the complex. Yeah, them have an office to the one one side of the complex and I think them they, they do the they like the business out of the office and they use this penthouse studio as them recording um facility. Yeah. Got you. So then now do you officially sign to Shocking Vibes this time here now? Yeah, once we did the the, 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 the once the girl store um pop off, the management I say, yo, yeah, make it make it official. You see me I say? Yeah, shocking vibes artist now. So yeah, we definitely signed to shocking vibes at the time and start work with them officially. Yeah. And now who was part of the shocking vibes crew at this time here now when you came in and you're official? Who else were official members of Shocking Vibes? Oh, the, the official members them was um Frisco Kid the Dede, Pantobech and the Vanti, Being a Man, and Snagapus. And Little Kirk. Mm -hmm. That was a that was a crew at the time. So Silver Cat came in after you? No, Silver Cat, yeah. Within the same time when me I get Silver Cat was there too. You mm -hmm. know. So So you would say you were the last one in to actually form the crew? Yeah, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. me was like one of the last, last, last act added. Mm -hmm. You know? So this time here, everybody has one management or everybody has separate management? That's on No, one, one, one management. Mm -hmm. One management from the entire thing at the time. Mm -hmm. Looking about, okay, good. Have your big song here now, Girls Holiday, signed to Shaki Vibe. So what was the next move now in your career at this time here now? Well, the next move was to just keep recording and just try to take it to another level. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, that was the next move for, 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 for just take my thing to another level, become a bigger artist, you know? So we just, so every other rhythm after that, you no, know, we just keep recording for try to keep this thing going because that was just one song, you know? You know? You can't come run the place and say you're a big artist and with one song. You see me, you have a lot of songs, so you don't know, we just look for do more. And at this time, you're the hot new artist coming out of um, Kingston 14. Because remember, as you said earlier, there wasn't too many artists really coming out at that time there when you came out. So you're now the area artist that's really representing for the area at this time. Yeah, man. That right right now, I'm mean, at the artist thing within the community and the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. You know, because I have the big song that I play from radio. I don't know. Sound artists. No, no, you know. Me a recording artist with so upon the earwaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, it, it, it might my break out within that hemisphere there at that time was was you know tremendous for me within that area. Mm -hmm. You got your stuff going on because when you came in, you almost had like a hip-hop flavor to you. You had that type of swag, that type of flow a bit. You understand? Yeah, man, yeah, man. You know, he's, he was always a futuristic artist, man. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and every now and then, somebody who is musically inclined would always come and say that to me. That, yo, your lyrical content, them, seems like they are ahead of your time. Mm -hmm. 
had a real different flow because I think probably your next hit might have been um fresh off the block you did on the joyride rhythm. Definitely. I want to say the it's them have come out like right after mm -hmm. the one of the I, I, I get a lot of hits within a very short space of time. Cause we did actually record them song there along the way and the producer them just start put them out. Yeah. After you, after one breaks, then everything else that you recorded from before, now they start to come up because they know, okay, you have a hit. So hopefully to capitalize on what you have going on already. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I, 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 but well, at the same time, them I released them rhythm there too for them labeling up. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm always one of the artists, young artists now. So every producer want to work with you, you know. Because that's what I was going to say, because I know even though Dave Kelly wasn't the super Dave Kelly at that time there, he was still coming up, but he wasn't working with every and any artist. How did you get to link with Dave Kelly to actually record that song, you know, Fresh Off The Block on the Joy Red Rhythm? Okay. Remember, remember now, you know, say all of the producer them have worked out at the same studio, different days of the week and everything. And at this way, hang out. So you know, say... All of the producer them are AM forget its song, a song pan radio I play every day. So remember now, me done it with the shocking vibes song. Mm -hmm. You see me? So and shocking vibes I promote them thing to a, 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 a high level. So right there and then now, Dave Kelly and you know, see everything we are going. In the media, in the print, you know, the shows them was what we are do. So it wasn't easy now for me. For end up vice for him because him I say, yo, that, that you thing I go on, me I go give him a chance. Mm -hmm. And wasn't it because at this time here, you were officially signed to Shocking Vibes already. So it wasn't an issue to be voicing for other producers while you're officially signed to one label. No, because because at them time, they, me have so much lyrics mm -hmm. and so much material. Is it it, it 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 was like a family thing within the studio. Mm -hmm. You see me? I say it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't all that looked and in a negative way for work with one of the other producer them who I used the facility. Mm -hmm. the, the, the producer them did kind of have the um unity there with the artist them. Even if you you know notice being man do a lot of songs for Dave Kelly to and Pentos, mm -hmm. you know. Because them all have the, the unity there amongst them where it, it you know, Mr. Roberts wouldn't feel a way if me the man do a song for Jeremy and, you know? Mm -hmm. So we could advise, advise for other producers because it's like a bridging thing, mm -hmm. family thing. Big. Because I know another big song that you got that plays to this day that you got from um, Dave Kelly too was Hot Girl. This was on the um, Stink Rhythm. How did you come up with this song here now? And I want to tell you, you know, you know, say, the song that come about was from, when they have a song from them long time there, mm -hmm. when, when we meet the, have the first producer, mm -hmm. we give me the first chance. I want to tell you that <clears throat> the producer named the name Razzle, mm -hmm. right? And, and because, because Razzle Dazzle was his name, mm. and because his name was so pronunciation was so funny, I ended up just start 
vibe for the name. Razzle Dazzle Sazzle. And I'm said the fuzzle. And from them time, they have that melody there, you know. More than, more than, more than three, four years before me get the break. Mm. I'm a, my, my use about that same melody there. When my, when my ear is stink with him. I'm a flip it and say, Agala se she yata, but a better she sima. Are you the man prefer? Everything is better. See, and it worked. The melody come and work. Uh, a couple years after my billet. So that's Look how long you had it put down. Eh? Look how long you had that put down. That may I show you, man. That for show you how futuristic I was from from, from them time that mm -hmm. I not even really really recognize a them potential and them abilities them have as a musician. Yeah. Do you remember the first place you guys flew out as a crew, Shocking Vibes crew officially to like North America or Japan or to Europe or one of those places there? Yeah, man, I'm going to tell you, man, Akia, man, man. No, but I'm talking after this now. Everything is sealed up now where you went to like North America to a big country now, where this is now you're in the big leagues. I think one of the, one of the first flyouts we did in that time, there was, um, I think I in England where it go. Yeah. England was one of the one of the first major flyout, you know. How was the reception for somebody like you now that you have these songs? Here's your first time going here. What was the reception like going out there? Yeah, a big a big thing, man. Mm -hmm. Big thing when we touch when we when we touch when we touch cause a them song there I mash up the place. Mm -hmm. So every stage of a touch. Are we the people them want here? You see me I say? I mean, I take the show them because, you know, them time them have like three, four each song up my belt. Mm -hmm. And more each songs to come. You see me I say? So, yeah, man, it's a, it's a whole different level right now, man. Yeah, going on. So then another hit big song that to this day, I see, even the other day they were having a, discussion about this song about the rhythm the um fig leaf rhythm how did you link with buccaneer because this is artists and artists you're linking with a lot of producers how did you link with buccaneer and blacks to actually do this song here now ain't no girl on the fig leaf rhythm oh okay me know, me know, me remember which bomb i record the song <laughs> but them time there we was we used to be in the streets differently you know we start move from we start go to because we never used to just hang out at a, 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 a penthouse alone now. Mm -hmm. You know? You used to have other students know where we start. Because now the names start build, people start request, request and link with. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think, I think Buccaneer hear the hit song that we have and I say, yo, DJ, you have a bad rhythm in your work. That day you're up on music works. But I love you forward and you are going for me. You see me? Yeah, man, I want to go up the man. The man play the rhythm with me here, man. The man I say, I'm my production, this, you know. You see me? So, I saw now. We're going to start shot the song from the rhythm. How did you even come up with the song? The key for the Lexus, all right. I want to tell you now, you know, say it's a, 
when you say come up with a song, what do you mean? Oh, I'm come up with an idea for single yes. the girl. Yes. And how did you develop this idea? You came up with it in your mind and developed this idea into the song here. Okay. Um, yo, all right. Oh, I'm really, I'm really end up with that song and the, the real, real way was, it was, I think, I think we used to listen a lot of hip hop them time there and GZ did have a song with him and Foxy Brown. I say, ain't no woman like the one I've got. No one can do it better. I mean, I say, yo, you know, so the melody, I want bad melody. Mm -hmm. I go flip this in a dancehall style. Mm -hmm. You see me? But we just have the melody, I play around with, because I don't know them time to always a study. Always a make sure so we have lyrics, on top of lyrics, on top of lyrics. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the songs that we have in my arsenal. You know? So once me hear the rhythm, we never did have to do much. You know, we just flip the melody and say, all right, now I'll go girl style. And boom, right there, you got it. Because again, that's another one of those classic girl songs that to this day, 2022, that song still plays in a club or in a dance right now. Yeah, man. Them song, they're everlasting classics, man. Them song, they seal the history of, of dancehall music. You see what I say? As long as there's dancehall music, them songs that will always play. Mm -hmm. But what I find with your, your catalog is you have, your catalog is mostly girls, some reality, a good chunk of reality, a bit of weed and stuff like that, but you really find you have any real bad man garrison songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I was to hear some, some, some bad man garrison songs, no man. You see me, I say, but really and truly, me used to do, me used to do a lot of them songs there, you know, mm -hmm. you see me, but them songs, they never, never resonate to the people, them, to the levels. Me don't know if I, because there weren't a lot of bad man songs, them time they had come out, mm -hmm. it was just more juggling rhythms with the most innovative ideas. You see me? The mentality of, you see me? The bad man song at them time that wasn't that prominent. You see me? I said, if you notice, within them time, the, a lot of artists come out telling stories, like artists like General Degree and, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, that's why, that's why them always say the 90s mm. is one of the best era because of the type of content where the artists them normally put out within that period of time the content is so innovative and catchy it lives with the, with, the, with the people you're right okay since you're talking about innovative a name that we spoke about earlier rookie production i know this was one of the earlier ones you did with rookie i think it was called skunk and it was you and um the joker that did it where he has that computer voice at first and then you jump in. How did you guys come up with something so innovative at that time there like that? Yo, you know, I, I, I rookie me, I forget that too, cause I him come up with the idea. Mm -hmm. You see me, I say, a rookie come up with the idea for that song there. And rookie said, just, yo, just, me I go play this. He did already have everything set. Mm -hmm. You see me, I say, I mean, just go, and just got DJ my part over the, 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 the Joker part. 
him did have it pre pre prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because rookie is like that as a producer, you know. Mm -hmm. Where him have him own ideas and him have him think how he wanted for sound and him, him, him write him thing them too. So him did have that well prepared when him write and I think I him did actually do the vocals in the song and putting effects and the stuff them in and around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big, big, big. This is another big song. This is you and Rookie again that came up with this one here. This is a little later. I'm going to go for it to come back. want to cover some other stuff. But this song here, Punia Day. How did you come up with this one here now on the Superstar <laughs> Rhythm? <laughs> Yo, it was just, it was just a, one of them um, idea that I don't know them time that them them kind of argument that in a dance hall was one of the most prominent argument. Bono Chichiman and you see me I say. So when me hear that rhythm, them I say yo. Other idea that come to my mind, you know. Say yo, me go me go Bono me go Bono Chichiman panda panda rhythm. Me a vibe that me want push. You see me I say, cause every artist have them thing. You see me I say. That's so now. I said, oh, I'm going to flip this melody, you know. You see me? Oh, I'm going to burn them out. But at the same time, when I build this song, I said, I want to build this song in a diplomatic way where it doesn't really affect me in a major way. I want to build it so diplomatic, I can burn my fire and, and nobody can, you know? Yeah, so I saw me end up writing the lyrics. So even though you might hear the song, the lyrics still write with a, a, a farm. And that's why you always hear me tell you, say, within them time, the, the music, them have a certain type of creativity around them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It wasn't just so raw put out there. You actually had to think. You had to really, you're, you as an artist, anybody could say whatever words and make up a song. But as an artist, to be creative and make up something that nobody else is thinking, that's really where it goes. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's that one of the... I remember say at that make me stand out, you know. Mm -hmm. You see me? At that, at that make me one of the most one of the prominent artists today that come out from then but at the things them where we are say, it always a mesmerized people. You see me? No matter how them try for it, go around it, whatever, the words them and the melodies them. Is the thing them that always make we stand out because we are true artists. Because even that song on the superstar, this is when the superstar was hot, but this is when you would get those stage shows where it would be you, Bounty, Baby Sham, um, General B, Roundhead, Ghost, everybody just running up to the early vibes cartel, everybody just rushing to say, What were those stage shows like those times here where everybody's just okay, touch and Lego rhythm? What was those vibes like at that time there? Yo, them vibes was tremendous, man. Big vibe, man. For no say, yo, you stand up amongst some of the greats, them within the, within the same industry like yourself. You see me, I say? And no say, all of them can up on the stage together. And no say, every time you go to go Angus and sing a song, you know, say the crowd are real for you, just like how he might do him thing. Yeah, man, a good, good feeling, man. And, you know, them thing that them thing that bring unity amongst the artists them too, yeah man. Because again, as you said, 
there was enough people using dubs and superstar rhythm was hot. So you see when that rolls out, it's, yo, come take your two line and cut. If it's your turn again, you'll get it. Those times, I find that those times the stage shows were epic. Every, almost every night or every weekend, there's stage shows every crevice at every corner at that time there. Yes, man, definitely, man. Mm -hmm. Stage show them did well, well enough them time there, mm -hmm. you know? What was it like your first time on Champion in Action? Because now, you see, when it came to Champion in Action, West Kingston Jamboree and Jim Brown Memorial, one name you're going to hear synonymous with those shows at one time was Alley Cat. No if, <laughs> ands, or buts, yeah? What was it like your first time on Champion in Action? <laughs> Champion in Action, I'm mad something, man. And, 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 remember, you, you, you end up, go back, say, me as an artist, so all is a singer like a girl song, but me never to whatever with the gangster thing them. Mm -hmm. that me I try to show you, you know. You see, me might never sing a lot of girl song, but when me use that creativity there and put it towards how effective it can be, mm -hmm. okay. But the first champions in action, I want to tell you, some first champions in action was was me, me do that that that, that show that when. I was a part of the shocking vibes crew. At that time, yeah. Yeah, when I do my first champion in action. Mm -hmm. You see me? Cause even though I come from the same community where them are put on the show, but they already signed to shocking vibes. And them reach out to shocking vibes. The shocking vibes be a part of the show. Them want the shocking vibes, them reach out to shocking vibes crew. Mm -hmm. To be a part of the show. And me go do the show underneath the Shocking Vibes banner. What was that feeling like coming out on stage and you're now the hometown hero? You understand? You have West Kingston luck at this time as an artist. What was that feeling like now coming out on that stage here and getting that welcome from the people there? Yo, overwhelming, man. Mm -hmm. Was overwhelming, man, for no say. You know, at the same people, them who... You know, a long time, and you know, you can't come now and perform in front of them in a whole different setting. You know, just like somebody where they never see, where they, where, they, where they pay them money and come out to see. You know, but I want to tell you, you know, there was a little happenings where happened the first time I got out on the show, you know, and then it was shocking by banner cards. We all are work underneath the banner as shocking vibes crew, you know. See, but me not get for sick, but remember, you know, me, me have the anthem, you know, we are mash up the place, you know. See? So we are working underneath shocking vibes banner you now, and I do the, the radio songs, them, the songs, mm -hmm. them, where they ponder, the, the, the popular songs, them. So now, when, when everybody don't do the songs, them now, them ready for exit the stage. Is it because I say, yeah, them come on we work as a crew one. So me I say, hold on. Is it me I say, I step me step out of the box now, you know, because I say, I hear me. Me cannot come a champions in action and have the big anthem and not sing it. Mm -hmm. Me cannot make them exit the stage and not do that song. So me have to say, you know, and them have to say, come, come. And me I say, no, we have one more song for sing. Bandsman, strike it up. You see me, I say, I saw no one time ago, so boom. 
and turn to the crowd and go so when we say the crowd lift up man not and even being the man not even being the man go around me that night the inner the crew mm -hmm. just because I was determined to stop and do that one song that before me before me exit the stage what song is it that you're talking about here downtown anthem man the tg anthem man listen you see when that song there turns on especially in tg and no space here boss different thing yeah man a big big song man the people them love it man you see me how, how do you come up with the tg anthem even though yeah i know you're from there but how do you construct that and put that together Yo, it's just, all right. I'll be coming with them song there. The, uh, most of the dance we used to keep them time there just within, within the community. Mm. You see me I say? People never used to left from outer road and come a dance in a them community. It's just the people them within the community just do them thing and hold them vibe. You see me I say? And... We used to always go to past the parties them and see all the parties them operate and get to see the, 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 the top people them, all the people them look up to within the community. So I say, as an artist now, on the rise and on the rise, I say to myself, yo, you know, some really need to have the respect of the most influential people them within this, within this community. Mm -hmm. And I saw now, I go and say, yeah, here me, me go put together. Cause even Swatch did come to me and I said to me, DJ, I want you build a song. Mm -hmm. And I know some get the idea now. I said, all right. So I just scope out the thing. I sort out the thing and just build something decent. And drop it past Swatch. So when Swatch goes to know and drop the song the first time, I see how the response was. Them, I said, no. At this, at this now I'm going to be the anthem. Because them time, the, my, my, my lyrical content now, I get well inclined. Lyrics, is it me I say? It's space. Is it me I say? Yeah, man. That was a good thing because, remember, the area, it's you're the artist, swatches the sound. So it's yeah. then you have, once you're pumping out the good work, swatch is going to continue to play the hits. So it's like a win-win in that scenario right there. Yeah, man, definitely, man. Definitely. And, see the, and, and, and the anthem was a song where it's like it paved my concrete respect within the community because when them see how the song dominate and make the people them feel, and the song wasn't a song where I deal with violence and them something there, you know. The song that I promote no, no violence, nah, no, it was just a feel good song. Mm -hmm. You see me? And when Swatch them see how it resonated to the, the people them within the community, they must say, no, this has to be the anthem. Mm -hmm. I forget the anthem, yeah. Because I remember one year at Jim Brown Memorial, this was Lynx and Mataran, they were playing, but the DJs was you, Bounty, Baby Sham, couple more of them you were the last person to dj listen you see when you turned that on the amount of shot them you could hear on the video was crazy boss and they said okay i hit that last artist 
crazy, crazy, crazy when that song turned on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And that them for no man say, we lock down the... All right. I'm, me was the artist who make the whole entire music industry follow me. Me, all of them follow. You see me, I say? No matter all the songs that we hear from, Buju them, Spraga Benz, Elephant Man, come right down. And my anthem inspired all of them artists there to do what them do. You see me? All of it, because when them see the impact where me create. You see me? Yeah, man. And it's not no, it's not no bragging thing. Just the, just the real truth. But you have to remember, as an artist, somebody inspires somebody. Somebody inspired you. You inspired somebody else. That's how the business is. Somebody has to inspire somebody. You understand? Definitely, man. And it no matter, it no matter how, how, as long as the song inspiring, it's gonna inspire you. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and, and no matter how me sing the song, would that be a reality song, a girl song, a, a gangster song? It always have an inspirational vibe to it. It no matter the, the, the category where the lyrical content in it, the inspiration is always there. And that is what makes an artist a hit artist. That makes you sense. Have, you have to be able to inspire no matter what category of lyrical content you put out. Yeah. Let me take you to a thing here. Another producer. This one here is a real big man producer. You working with Steely and Cleavy, um, Studio 2000. This is when you got your song, Brag and Boast on the Copycat Rhythm. How did you now link with us, Steely and Cleavy now? All right. I want to tell you, say, I up a, a mixing lab. Mixing lab, but the day, you know, I do some dub. Mm hmm and but it looked like Steely and Cleaver them did just just a just a roll through. You know, more times up the says as a studio where artists just come and come and hang out and all a vibe, you know? And somebody did link me for, for do couple dub for a sound and I sum up there now I, I, I do my thing. And by the time I come out of the studio and go into the yard, there was a portion to artists and producers that I hang out and Steely and Cleaver was one of the man them. But they, they. but them tiny as me I tell you, say, my thing well popular, and, you see me? So I saw no steal I say, yo, DJ, yo, me have a bad with them run as through the more you pass through and come here where it's on. And I saw no, him tell me when I'm a forward round there. And, all right, me I say, all right, me definitely I go find the right thing for this. You see me, I say, yeah, man. And I saw no, me come up to the glamour girl, you know? What was it like working with somebody like Steely? Because a lot of people, you have two different versions of Steely. You have people that say he was a rough person and he would bad you up and you have to know how to deal with him. And you have other people that says, you know what? He really cared. That's why he dealt with you. Like, what was your experience dealing with somebody like Steely, especially? Uh, the thing with the thing with Steely is we never do a lot of hanging out with Steely to really get them personal experience there as well some people that tell say you know but we know so steely them was a serious 
set a man when it comes to recording the music and dealing with the music part of the something. Mm-hmm. You see me, I say, and as some of still them did really work at the time, it was more of a come studio, hear the rhythm, hang out for a few minutes, and, and write the song, and then vice. I saw, I saw, I saw my work with Steely them. When me and Steely them never done a whole heap of hanging out and them kind of vibe there. Mm-hmm. You know, but me just know, say, but me just know, say, from the attitude them Steely give off, them as some no-nonsense person. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, I think that Steely them, Steely is a brother where get easily ticked off if you come with nonsense. And probably he was the person who always, I give it to people who, Probably might come and say the wrong thing, and probably that's why people say, you know, him hard for deal with, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely right there. Another um, let's get through the shocking vibes, and then we move on to there. How was it now being an artist in the camp, being headed by Beanie Man? How was it to actually be in that camp there, shocking vibes? Yo, the, it was a it was a good vibe being in shocking vibes, man. You see me, I say. But you just know, say, he's not the top artist, you know? So, 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 we just work according to how the program run, you know? The only, the only thing, the only thing we would have said we do in the Shocking Vibe School is that we do a lot of, sh- we do a, we do, we do a, a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. A lot of shows, man. Yeah. And you guys were a big camp traveling around. You know what I mean? It's probably like 12 of you guys between artists and everybody that's traveling on these shows here. Yeah, man. Definitely, man. Yeah, man. I, yeah, man. A lot of shows, man. I would travel a lot of places. You see what I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there one show in particular that sticks out that you'll never forget while you were in the Shocking Vibes camp? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show we do down at Guyana. Okay. Just, just three away the book on the show them. Me, Snagapus, and, 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 and Frisco Kid. Mm-hmm. In a stadium. You see what I say? In a guy in a national stadium. Me, Frisco Kid, and Snagapus at the time. And when we're looking at the stadium, the stadium packed. And every single song, line for line, the entire, the entire guy in a crowd are sing. And I say, yes. We'll never forget that moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was man. one of those big ones that stuck out in your mind. Definitely. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Talking about even Beanie Man, too, I know you recorded the song with him, but this was with you, Little Lenny, Beanie Man, and Devante in the song called Good Times. And he even has visuals for it, too. You remember that song? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good Times. Yeah, man. How did that song come up? I want to, you know, say, I think a little Lenny did have the idea. Yeah, man. He a little Lenny, Yeah, a, a little Lenny did, did have the idea and the song done set out and everything, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, me just get my part and I just, I just go, go, go record it. Yeah. And you guys did the visuals for that one there also, too. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. But did the visuals for it. Yeah. Was that part of the reason why you left Shocking Vibes or why did you end up leaving Shocking Vibes? No, nah, no, nah, I, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I walked away from Shocking Vibes because 
I felt I could have done much better than what was happening at the time for me there. Yeah. Because that's why I asked you from jump, if everybody had separate management or it's just one management trying to take care of all these artists at the same time. No, man, it was the same management, man. Same management, you know? But at the time, when I decided to, 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 to walk away from the situation, was I felt that I could have done better on a financial level mm -hmm. according to the compensation that was being handed down to us as artists, well, especially to me as artists then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, within that time, you know? You see, when an artist just break out, that is the that that is the, the the time when you get the most bookings and when you get the most show when you are the, when they are the newest thing on the block. Mm -hmm. Every promoter pro, would want a, want a piece of that the artist here to come, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, doing our thing for a while when we say the compensation is not. To the, to the way how it's supposed to be. When I say, yeah, hear me, I feel like I can, you know, be compensated on a better level if we get a, a different agent. Because as I tell you, in the streets and we are doing, we are work with a lot of producers, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What was that conversation like with Patrick when you decided, when you were telling him you're ready to leave? Yo, it was it was just it was was regular man you know because mm -hmm. when me see how somebody show them when we are do i go and me i say yeah hear me i don't think me, me i go me i go be able to go there and do another show knowing that the same kind of argument that me i get i forgot to talk to the management and tell them say listen I can do this on my own better than better than what I go on right now. It never mattered to me how mm -hmm. big shocking vibes was. Never mattered to me. You see me say, what just know say? At the end of the day, you have to survive. Yeah. That's it. So what was your plan when you said, okay, I want to leave? Leaving is cool, but what was your plan? Did you have... Did you learn the business enough so you could put somebody in place? What was your plan after you left Shocking Vibes? Well, my plan after I left Shocking Vibes was for just um, get a different agent mm -hmm. and just and just continue continue with the work. You know, because as I tell you, there was a lot of producers all over Kingston that was just voicing artists, you know. But at the same time, at the same time, me did still have a far way to go as an artist. You see what I say? So it was it was it was a struggle when I know I made it after go face mm -hmm. out there on my own, knowing that I'm not a part of this big group anymore. You see because because within them time they are a crew around the business, you know. Mm -hmm. Crews. Yeah you hear me? Yep. So you know say if you decide say you're gonna walk away from one of these, one of, one of the, one of the crew, them, you know, say that have to be a big decision. Mm -hmm. So who took but a Listen, because we know some lyrically inclined, but we know say eventually them kind of vibe that I got, you know, blow off. 
Yeah. Who took up management at this time here now then? No, them telling me I do my thing, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, I, I came overseas and I, and, I, and um, I met with um a label named um Platinum Mike. Hmm. That was a, that that was um that was just a a a a a, a bridging where it just passionate about the music. Mm-hmm. And him and him did have some you know him just love the music and love the vibe and you know we just decide to produce a couple of songs and thing you know. And that was good. So then after you left, it was it was it as easy to continue doing what you're doing or it got a little hard at that time there when you left? Yeah, they get a little more they get a little more rough in the road. Mm-hmm. You see me I say, but me know say that is what me me I forgot me, I forgot face and overcome cause now me I now me, now me I do this for my own. Mm-hmm. So me I say, yo, whatever struggles come with it, me I forgot to just deal with it. But non-stop work, but really and truly at the time, me, I learn how to create my own beats them. I mean, I learn how to make my own music. Mm-hmm. You see me I say? Because as I say, when you walk away from a, 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 a major label like a, like a Shocking Vibes at that time, mm-hmm. you know them have a lot of connections within the music. So... When me say, okay, certain things now happen the way it's supposed to happen. Me I say, yo, I have to go produce music on my own now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I so now I start to learn how to program the drums and do the music. Is this when you migrated at this time here now? Yeah. Because I know when you migrated, you took a hiatus from the business at the same time. Yeah, because that was the time when I was doing all the musical works. Mm-hmm. And I know you actually went to school to actually learn this. It wasn't just something you tried. You actually went to school to learn this. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it migrating, even though you had left Shaka Vibe, but you were still at the height of your career? And you know dancehall is a thing. You have to be in the people's face. You have to be on 300 rhythm and all that. How easy or hard? how hard was that to walk away at that time there? That's what I tell you, man. It wasn't an easy thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an easy thing, but at the, at the, at, as I tell you at the time, I had to make that decision mm-hmm. for the betterment of me because it wasn't only me was the only artist. If you go out there right now, I read, I, I check out Little Lenny's story, you check out Little Kirk's story, you check out any one of the artists' them story. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same thing the artists them I say. You see what I say? Not trying to get into other people's business and thing, but basically but it's, it's this, yeah, it's it's out there for everybody to see. So it's basically the same kind of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't much different from where you hear none of them other artists that spoke about. So when me met my move, it wasn't like, you know, unruly or it, you know, basically face. Some of the same obstacles them. So, you know, and I want to tell you too, it was a good, it, for me, I think it made me into the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. Because I want to tell you too, immediately when I walked away from the shocking vibe thing, like, 
three, four months after, I could have earned enough for start do some great things. Mm -hmm. You see So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a stupid move on my part. Mm -hmm. Them time there, yeah. Right there. So then even the name Imperial, was this before the hiatus or after the hiatus, the Imperial name came around? No, the Imperial did it from long time, man. Mm -hmm. Long time to take on the Imperial, man. What was from the like, from like, from like, from about 2010, we take on the name Imperial. Yeah. That's so the first, first album. I just know we really sealed the name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Imperial Levels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, because this was thing there. You got to remember, I've seen a song come out in like 2000 that you'd put out called Imperial. I don't know if you're just fooling around with the name or whatever, but I've seen a song in 2000 with the name Imperial Levels. Yeah, 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 because, yeah, them time they are imperial, me I say. Mm -hmm. So because now me, I me start to produce tunes now and start drop tunes now, you know, because now me I say, yeah, me I, me I come take back the place. So I start drop, me start release my songs, them now. Mm -hmm. And I saw now when I take on the name imperial, now I say, all right, I'm going to drop two songs underneath the name. Yeah. And you, sir, you had your production, imperial productions out at the same time too. Yeah, we found, we found the label Imperial Productions at that time. You see me, I say, I start drop some of the songs then from my own now. No. I start produce now for a lot of artists. Okay, this is what we want to get into. I know one of the artists you produced for early was um Mavado. How did you connect with a brand new Mavado in the first place? Well, the word was getting around, you know, they say, say, Alicat, um, I do some good production and, and, you know, and, um, them time them, we know, killer and, and I, I want to say, Movado is just a forward out underneath and, but end up get Movado number one, one day, one day up at the studio to see it. Mm -hmm. And I saw no one time I go do the, the when, when, when I do a session around, a, um, Cell Black 321 at the upper Jackson Town near Mullines Road. Mm -hmm. And I saw no me, I say, yo, you know, so the song you have that fit Movado. You have to call him and give me. You see me? And I saw no me call the DJ and the DJ goes and forward down at the studio and link me. And I saw no we put up, vibe the song together and him shot it. What song was that? Was a song and I read him named The Harder Rhythm Man. Mm -hmm. Remember, say, hey, don't violate the order, stop flexing literate in the place. Don't ever disrespect the elders, you will get gunshot in your face. Robin and rape, we no appreciate. All but the boy get eliminate. In farming and who be working from them things that we isolate. They want to go more. <laughs> <laughs> Right there. And I know you also produced a song with you and Luciana. I think this was around the same time also. How did you now link with uh, Luciana to produce a song? As I tell you, brother, I was seasoning in the, in the music. You know, I only link Luciana for that song there at New York with it. Mm -hmm. New York. And we did, we, we did my, book, my book of Luciana at the, at, the, at the same studio where we did that hangout at the time. 
It was a Jamaican run studio where we do dub and them thing there. Done one? No. I think it was on a Ed Robinson studio. Got you. You see me I say? And I saw now. I show Lucy, I say, Lucy, you know, say, I have a song on my right. And I you me a ear pan it, you know. You see me I say? Mm -hmm. But one of the things we kind of make it happen is when the artists them left Jamaica and some of the time them overseas, they, they, them have a work ethics. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, we're ready for the dub. We're ready for, you know? So so when we, when we pitch the idea to Lucy, he must say, yeah, man. I fall back at the studio the next two days. Just there, I could do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I will give him the words, man. I tell you, say, the man do it like a real pro, man. And at that, no, at that, at that, build my writing encouragement for no, say, yo, I can put together a song mm -hmm. and no, say, when me get to a singer and the singer, where if it turn it and twist it and make it into a, um, a real it, but she say, yeah, the writing skills is on a different level. Mm -hmm. Big. This is another one. I This is what I really want to hear. How did you link with Gentleman and Krasinski to put out that um song, Your Struggling Faith, that ended up on this EP, the Intoxication EP? How did that link now? Because that's a different link. Oh, um, I work, we are working you know. And there, I run a Buddhist studio, me I work now. You see me, I say? Advice, me advice, the rhythm, you know. But at the time, gentleman, I visit Jamaica from Germany. You see me? But as I try to show you how blessed me is as an artist and how lucky me is. So I work, me I work at the session of Guan run a Buddhist studio, you know. See? And gentleman, they come down, I promote the music and, and I just, just they a tour. I got all of the shooters, shooters them in and around Jamaica. And just as my session on, gentleman come around about the studio. And come in at the studio and hear me read my play. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I can't go back to Germany and sing when I read him. I said, I read him too bad. Mm. You see me, I said, I hear gentleman hear the rhythm and love it. At the same time, Chris Sinti was it was in the studio. And I don't know if the two of them, you know, link up for somewhere and, and come up with the melody and the, the, them do the combination. Mm -hmm. Do you know of Gentleman at this time here? This is the first time you've seen him, or you know, okay, this is who he was from that time. Yeah, mama know gentleman did already big and mash up the world, man. Crazy it's man, and I do him thing, man. Mm -hmm. So it's not like when gentleman was a young act. Him sing for me. Gentleman sing for me in the prime I'm musical journey. You see me? But it's because of the sound when me are poetry and the energy and the vibe. Mm -hmm. You see me? I say, and that are the power of the music. You see, when you're great, God make great things happen. God make great people just want to work with you. You see me? I say, because I just the natural talent in here and the powers of the rhythm and how the rhythm are pump and the song that I'm on the rhythm already, I say, yo, this is no money thing, this is no, if me know your thing, this is just the powers of the music thing. The energy, the vibe. Energy, yeah. And I saw, man say, man for sing. You see me? Yeah, man. 
that's big there because at this time here, when you have your record label and everything, did you have a publishing company called um, Cat Child Publishing also? Yeah, Cat Child. Cat Child Publishing. Yeah, man. So Up by this- same way, man. Good. Okay, so you learned the business, you know, everything that's going on right there. So then what was your- Yeah. When did you decide to actually start putting all your albums? Now, this is because you have one on your label, which is Imperial Levels. Okay. But then now you came up with a series called Dance Hall Knowledge. All right. How did you decide to come up with this one here? And I know right now Dance Hall Knowledge is up to volume four. Tell me about this one here. Yeah, the um is a legacy, you know. Mm -hmm. When we decide, say, yo, my office set that legacy as an artist. Mm -hmm. You see what I say? Because I'm like, I have to set some kind of legacy for make my fans them can remember me by. So, so I decided that I'm gonna come up with a series of of dance and dance albums. Mm -hmm. And and that is just a project. That is just a project when we decide for take on. Because me have one job album in the making and many more albums to forward with. You know, but we just decide to make this bit with this project. So we decide, so we are gonna do 10 dance hall knowledges. And I'm at number number four now going to number five. Yeah. So you took your you took your break, you took your hiatus, you learned the business, you got into production, all that. And then now you decided to um you're putting out these albums here, dance hall knowledge. How did the people receive you? Because remember, once you're off the scene for a while, it's hard to really get back into that same space where you were before. How's how it been received? Yeah, it's been received because the thing is, you know, you see one season, it's it artists, mm -hmm. but it don't already tell myself, say, it no matter if we come off of the scene for one year, two year, five years, mm -hmm. me is an inclined artist where no matter where the business is at the time, my have the lyrical content for come back and win back over the people there. You see what I say? So, 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 so even though me, I do, I mastered my production and I get my thing together, we never did a worry say it I got to take me anything hard to come back and make that it. What me did mostly I worry about is for make sure so the people them hear the song them. That is my main concern, you know. Oh, forget the people them for hear the song them the right way. That's why some of the time, that's why I give thanks to the social media platforms because it opened a whole entire different door. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, man. And 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 as to say by for your question, the people them is accepting the music them with, with opening arms, man. Pure positive response. Right now, I'm most mostly focused on quality. Yeah, because we know so the content them, once the fans them hear the content and the music, it's out of the box. So I'm I'm now more as as a as an engineer and a producer doing my thing, I'm now focusing mostly on making sure that the quality of the music is at the highest standard. Mm -hmm. And how easy or how difficult do you find that it's actually to get the masses? to actually hear this music that you're putting up because you have enough music out, you know, boss. Enough, 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 enough. A lot of music, brother. That is why I'm decide to go with the dance and analogies then. Because mm -hmm. if me, 
for sit down and say, yo, we have to put out one song and promote it for six months and wait till it become a hit song before we put out another song. I feel me going to become, me going to have too much songs backed up. You know? Me have to start call artists left, right, and center and say, yo, me have a song for you, me have a song for you, me have a song for you. You see me? Which we still do have a lot of songs but me have for artists, but that is one of the reasons why I say we are doing the dance analogies then. Just to make sure so the lyrical content them documented and get out and we don't have too much battle up within me, you know? Musically. We free it up from there because even the song no more garrison this came out a while ago but you could see the way how you flipped it this wasn't your gal song them and all and this was a good song with visuals how do you come up with that one there to show you have a different side now also as well me's, me's one of the artists them who, who politically inclined to me always a look who I go on in a society you see me i say so when we say our oh, garrison living, come is that you grew up in the garrison. I'm know the mentality of the people, them know how them live, I'm gonna know how what it done to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You see me I say? And how politicians treat people within garrisons and the whole works. Me I say, after come sing a song like this, we don't want no more garrisons. Mm-hmm. You see me? So it's just it's just the way of life what the garrison do to a lot of people in a negative way and how it will stigmatize you as a youth growing up in a in, in anywhere that have garrison communities you know it impact you in a in a in a in to me we feel like it impact you in a negative way mm-hmm. so we call for no more garrisons the government them for for make and build communities where Everybody can be accepted. Yeah. Good. Do you have locks at time or your hair was just braided in this time period here? No, man, I have, have, have some locks. I have my locks, man, for a minute, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And you're more doing like a conscious flow or that was just something you were experimenting with at the time? Yeah, man. That, well, it real, man. The thing that real, man. Mm-hmm. You see me, I say? But when we see how certain rastas are living on them thing, them, I say, yeah, you hear me? And we did also go through an ill phase. Mm-hmm. You see me, I say? I mean, and and, and I mean, they end up appreciate it beyond my control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from, from that, I just decide to say, I just go and go back normal. When you say an ill phase, what do you mean by that? Yeah, man, the same reason why we don't have to shed it, man. Mm-hmm. You see what I say? But uh, is that something we, 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 we need to discuss on the program? Yeah, you see what I say? Got yeah, you have to keep that one there after, after the chat. After the year. Fair enough. Yeah. I understand that. You know what I mean? Big up there. So then you had your locks, you're doing your stuff, and then you say, okay, trim because of whatever cases. So then we're talking about Garrison. 2010, they took away Prezi 2010. How different has TG changed from 2010 to now since Prezi isn't really around anymore? Yo, to me, 
them places still around the same with just a younger generation of people. You see me say? Mm -hmm. The same set of things them happen every day. The same kind of liberty. You see me say? From me was a young youth I grew up. Them places that never change. Mm -hmm. It's always been the same. It's just that a younger set a youth just come carry on and pick up the cement because from the youth them little bit and growing up them see everything we are going and them grow in that lifestyle they see all, all the community around how it operate and grow up in the same thing so them they just come they just them just come carry on the same thing mm -hmm. you know the only way them think they have to change are the government of the country have literally change around them community there with a lot of incentives like work and things we have to definitely change the youth in mind. It now it can't change them thing the overnight when it embed them say take a generation for change that is 30 years. Mm. You have to put in 30 years of consistent programs that is going to change any generation that's coming up within that 30-year period, that is going to be a total different way of life. That is how you're going to change them community there. You can't change it no other way than that. That's human psychology. Mm -hmm. So then, all you've done all this wonderful stuff in your career, but right now, 2022, you have a brand new song called Good Looking. I like the vibe, I like the flow, and what it sounds like, even though you're an artist from the 90s, you don't sound like you're an artist from the 90s trying to do something in 2022. You sound like you're supposed to be doing that. You sound like a 2022 artist. Mm -hmm. Like Bridget. you're supposed to be doing it. Bridget, remember that me tell you, you know, man. Mm -hmm. We are the future for the music, and that's why Father God gave me the journey where him journey, him put me through all of the things them where him put me through. Because we, if you, we're not, we're not just day after just day, I know. Me as an artist, a lot of people might not really see it, but we're there for your purpose. And I guarantee you, so the thing I'm going to blow up to a, a, a big level. Mm -hmm. Because it's right now, we're really ready for drop some serious lyrical content. We're well inclined. Good looking alone can show you, say, we can evolve with any levels where the music decides for God. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I did not mention about my, my one drop side. You, you know, is 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 only a few artists have that multi talented level within the industry where you can really sing a one drop, sing a hardcore girl song, sing a bad man song, or a, just a total different topic, and it can have that influential impact on people. It's only a few artists within the music industry have that talent, and I'm one of them. You're talking about One Drop. This is a song, this came out a while ago also, and this, again, shows another versatility of, of you right here. It's called Why. And to me, this song didn't really get the justice it deserves. It's a good ghetto people song, you know what I mean, with a great vibe, but I don't think it really got that energy that it deserves. Yeah, man, the song's... Even up to today, as me, me there, so, uh, last week, a selector sent me a, 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 a clip of video where they played in, in a St. Lucia. 
and I get a big forward. So the everlasting music is everlasting music. You see me? I say, you know how the business stay within within Jamaica. Say more time how it go, but as long as the song is powerful, it's gonna last. And 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 definitely, it's the truth. They're saying the song should have be a more mega mega song. But the best thing is for the song last forever and keep breaking new barriers. More than it's a bubblegum song and nobody don't want to hear it. As an artist that came up from the 90s and you're still in the business right now, how easy or how difficult is it to actually get your music played on the radio stations right or wrong? Like, do you still have that respect from like the industry players, like radio people and stuff like that in a 2022 setting? Well, as we say, you know, it's just, yeah, I think, I think it's kind of still up on the same level. I just, you have to just make the links them and, 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 and just promote your song according to how you can promote it. You see me? I said, but I think, I think it's not much change in terms of how you can promote your music, especially within Jamaica. You see me? I said, at the end of the day, you know, the older you get as an artist, me feel like, and the more you have to flip your lyrical content in order to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. Because the younger generation of artists, them, them always feel like an older generation of artists, them not have the same kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you versatile enough, to flip your lyrics to the level where even the younger generation, the mafia say, yo, this, are we must sing like, you know? Hmm. You don't have to worry yourself as an artist, man. Yeah. You just know how to stay relevant and stay how to fit in and know how to do your job as an artist. Yeah, man, definitely, man. You see, golly about them over the oh, past 50 and them thing, man, and, and the man that could have come and and other artists we didn't we come to us and, and as long as you have songs of people we catch the people them i don't think it really matter your age at the time if you have the lyrical content where really captivate the people them you have to always be relevant and that is what me feel like me have mm -hmm. imperial last one i got for you here been doing this music business from the early 90s until right now, 2022. When would you say has been the highest point in your career? And when would you say has been the lowest point in your career thus far? Well, I think the lowest point in my musical career was when I was basically take myself away. I was mastering the craft of um, doing my music, you know, mm -hmm. just trying to make sure that I, I, I master this thing because my Aim and my plan was to just make sure I can do it on my own so I won't have to go out and face some of the struggles that I face in the early part of being on my own, you know? So I just make sure that that was the lowest, you know? And um, the highest points then was, you know, when, you know, we, 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 we're out there and the song and wash up the place and we're on tour and, you know? Yeah, man. Right there. Listen, we came to this end of this epic, wicked, transparent conversation. The floor is yours right now. 
anything you want to say, leave some contact information for people that want dubs, bookings, all that good stuff. Big up anybody you want to big up. The floor is yours 100% before I get you out of here. All right. First, I want the people them for follow me. Follow me on Instagram to get the latest holiday and whatever we are doing. Imperial 2Ms underscore Alicat. Instagram Imperial underscore Alicat. You know? Follow me right there. Facebook, Imperial Alicat. Twitter at Imperial. You know? Bookings, Imperial Productions at gmail.com. Imperial Productions at gmail.com or 876-441-7108. You see me I say? Yeah. But follow me Instagram. Follow me Instagram because I guess so. We we'll always drop the new something them, the new song them. And you can also follow me on TikTok to Imperial underscore Alicia. Like that. Super random. Why do you decide to spell Imperial with two M's in opposed to one? Because the name Imperial has always been out there for many, many years. <laughs> so I know that if I if 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 when I took on the name Imperial, I decide that I'm not gonna just spell it with the normal one m because if somebody try to search for my name they're going to they're going to there's so much other imperial stuff out there it's going to be very hard for me to just stick in on that name mm -hmm. and to even be seen in the search engine mm -hmm. so i decide to make it unique yeah makes sense last request before i get you out here a wicked 90s alley cat muscle medley before we go all right so me go so back in the days you were a kid but not anymore alley cat in the japan a girl store broke out a yard and all asleep over port more me and dams and hands out for sure because so this is alley cat and fresh i'm off of the block i win me hold the microphone the people rehab yes me full of no potential me and no dead stock well then uh, i'm gonna take it to the top and then me go so a girl I say she yata, but a better she see ma. How you the man prefer and everything is better. From you one us get tell, him and no man tell. Then everything is boom shell. So me go some muggle to my girl, you know wear them sweatina. Scent where you carry, no smell like no cedar. Forget pretty looks and no go medical center. Brag and boast. Call till me all on me gray. How pony ya day, come on no blame with Ray. How pony ya day, push it in a anarchy. I saw man stay. Me now go click me, I said, no, 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 guy, I straight me go suck. We not in a them ball game, I for cry shame. We see them pan the main. Them I eat, never better sore, and I explore, we are done. So me just say, hata, ya hata, ya hata. Some girl are a chinella, chinella, chinella. Them want to your fella, your fella, your fella. No be cutting, no daya, no daya. Hey. Woman, you got the key for the Lexus. That's right for 2000 in a tech bus. Why, 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 why they don't care about us? Yo, too much song, man. Too much hits, man. It's, it's crazy the amount of music that you've put out in your career. If you... If you've ever really sat down and tried to count the songs that you have, it would be crazy boss i'm talking you have enough music out right now yo enough that's why i'm telling you we're gonna be the greats because when was if just like how bob them do it you know my thing might happen in, in its own way but my always i think the futuristic and all the music them where we are don't know people are gonna start discover them 
as times go by, because the music them is is futuristic music, music where I go live with you. Me know how to make them kind of music then. So me just make the music and make them available. Me just play a song when me do how long ago in our group the other day somebody said, I when the music you do. Them ready for go download it, buy it, and drop it in a them playlist. So I know the dance hall knowledge is them when me I do know. As as people come across them, everybody I got have them favorite song, and I, I guarantee you, these albums are gonna be a master classics for for for, for future generations of music players. And no, them they hear nothing yet, my brother. We we'll have some style and pattern for drop. Yeah. The only you can hear it, you can hear it in a good looking. The latest one we had just start, but I need to stress a little bit on that too. Where could they check out the music online? Yo, follow me on Spotify. Stream, go on Spotify and stream. Follow my page. It's the same Imperial Alicat on Spotify. Anytime you need to find anything where we are doing brand new within the last 10 years, come down, 5, 10 years, Imperial Alicat. You see me, I say, yeah. Big. All we want now is because we know you have the music, you have the hits, is just to continue to make sure the visibility is out there. That's the component that you want yeah. right now, and you're gone to the moon. You understand? You say, the visibility. The visibility. Say, so, yeah, so your advice to me is do more music videos. More music videos and try to try to get it in as much places as possible because one thing i do know with music is this is jamaica is a nucleus from it's happening there it's going on everywhere else but there's so much markets around the world too that your song might not be playing in jamaica but you're dominating other places yeah. you understand that's just the business so just stay more visuals because i know you put out a lot more visuals and try to get into more places yeah and then you're off to the races boss just Definitely. like that Definitely Imperial. work non-stop. The work non-stop, brother. And just you're gonna see a great deal moving forward. Cause with, with everything set now, mm. we'll have the producing mastered, the mixing mastered, and everything on the level. So now them are gonna start get some real authentic songs again. Cause we'll have the whole package. Yeah. Imperial Alley Cat. Epic, great conversation from somebody that i said we seem to do amazing things but to hear your journey into this business the highs the lows and the in-betweens has been nothing short of epic big boss you understand definitely man definitely definitely man thank you so much let me give you an outro and get you out of here all right blessings wow well ladies and gentlemen this is muscle and this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusicut.com.